0: Welcome to the Corporate Legal Apps Consortium podcast, where we dive deep into conversations with technology and legal apps thought leaders from across the ecosystem. This is Clock Talk. I'm your host, Jen McCarron. I'm on the board of directors at Clock, and I lead the Netflix Legal Operations and Technology team. On this episode, we're at CLOCKS 2023 EMEA Summit in London, and I'm joined by the one and only Wendy Butler-Curtis, Chief Innovation Officer at Oric, Harrington and Sutcliffe. We talked about generative AI, of course, but more so how my mind and hers is starting to change on what it all really means for us in legal. We also talk about people being the process, and Clock as a community, elevating everyone. Hope you enjoy the episode. Wendy Butler Curtis, welcome to Clock Talk.
1: Thank you, my friend, Jen.
0: How are you feeling from DC to London?
1: So I've been in Europe for over a week. Oh,
0: geez, you did it right. I did. Okay, you've been doing some auric work or fun work?
1: I did both. So I visited our clients and our colleagues in Paris, Milan and Rome. Oh, come on. I know, but you know what I have to say? So fabulous. Seeing people, you forget how important that is and how much it recharges your battery and the different kinds of conversations you can have in person.
0: Paris? Did you say Milan?
1: Yeah, it's really hard. These are And Rome. Uh-huh. These are
0: high fashion cities. Where did Wendy Butler Curtis, where did you feel yourself? I want to know what city speaks to you.
1: So I fall in love with Paris every time I go. And I think that Paris is like New York where there has been in the past a reputation that the cities were not as friendly, but in fact they are. But in each city. Paris is
0: very friendly. Don't you think? Yeah. And New York has a bad rep for not being friendly. But if you fall or get hurt in New York, New Yorkers will rally.
1: My suitcase was temporarily consumed by Heathrow. Oh, this
0: happens at Heathrow. It just Mm -hmm. eats them.
1: And I had to go shopping in Paris. Again, I told you this has been a very hard trip and the Parisians went out of their way. I love they were rallying around me. You know, I'm the American. They put of course, beautiful fashion together. So dominant. mm -hmm, It's important to just talk to people.
0: Fashion dominant. You have new Mm -hmm. clothes. Everything you're wearing is new. Well done. (laughs) Wendy, this is how you do it. You just came off the stage for our opening session of the day. I did. Generative AI. What topic did we talk (laughs) about? Okay. Generative AI. And I didn't know that you were a self-identified contrarian.
1: You know, I do like to do that. And I think on a panel to take a different position so that we're not all agreeing because our biggest challenge often is to be in our bubble and to be in our own echo chamber. And so it forces me to think differently. Sometimes they're my opinions, but other times it's just a great exercise to take the
0: other side. I am a contrary.
1: I don't think anyone's surprised to hear that. No? No, I feel like that kind of comes across on day one. Okay, it comes across (laughs) on day one. I'm like
0: admitting this like big reveal, guys. No,
1: I don't think so. Yeah,
0: so I disagree with everyone almost for the sake of disagreeing because it just gives me a charge. And I like to challenge myself to think originally and not always follow trends and norms. Then you had a lot of super positive things to say about Gen. I, so I'm going to throw out a contrarian pitch. Okay. You almost, hold on. I'm, I'm just, embracing I'm myself. I'm, I'm ready. Where we go. I think the whole thing right now is a hundred percent hype. 99.94. I'm going to go with ivory percentages. That's soap. I'm just like, okay, can we get back to CLM sucks topics? And how do we land that giant plane? And I'm hoping for my panel later, that is Gen. AI. To go, can we just go back to CLM and figuring out how to actually do... Did we just figure out how to do it? And now we're over it and talking about something even more difficult to bring into reality, into fruition, into all of our products. Thoughts. Go.
1: Okay. So what I think is most important about where I'm going to take a different position with you on that is while it's early and it's hype, it is coming. It's coming. And if you're not focusing and learning... When the tools come to maturity, you will not be able to close the gap. Second, we have to get past the emotion, the emotion of the hype. And so overreacting and not having a strategy, the emotion of the fear. I don't understand how this works. It's going to work against me. I won't be able to articulate. So do I think that a lot of the tools are early? Do I think there's way too much hype? Yes. But can you put your head in the sand and act like it's not here? No. But what I will- It's a good warning. The other thing this I'll is say, a learning time, people. Mm-hmm. Generative AI is not the solution to everything. We're working with our teams. Are you really asking for AI or a bot? So I think your point on your CLM panel is what is the technology, but what clock is so, so, so good at? What is the problem to solve?
0: What's the problem we're solving? Right. Yeah. And how do you strike the balance between being in learning mode to get into readiness mode, but without getting lost or distracted from the priorities we're all busy implementing, the tools, the the bigger technologies, the what have yous. How do we strike that balance?
1: So your question assumes that we're striking it. We're struggling.
0: We're struggling. So Thank you for being fair to that and contrarian.
1: Yes. One, the hype. If you try to stay abreast of everything that's happening in the market, it's a full-time job and that's not the best use of a resource. Yes. The learning is different. I think from anything else I've encountered because just as I think I've mastered it, it does another quantum leap. So that was my emphasis on the panel today. And we have to have some self-forgiveness. And then also our colleagues who were trying to bring along, just as I educate you about what it can and can't do today, I'm going to come back at a certain point and give you an entirely different answer in a point in time that's much different than anything else. And that doesn't mean that I wasn't competent. It means that this is how the change happens.
0: I wrote up a memo that I was planning to share with legal on legal ops's take on generative AI and our strategy for this moment. And I wrote it a month and a half ago and it's just been sitting in final draft mode and it may go out at the end of September. I have to change it. My perspective has even changed. That's a few months. That's what you're saying.
1: Even in the week. So you're trying to advise your clients and your colleagues while not having a full-time job, but watching the market. And just when you're ready to hit go, or in my case, as luck has it, I hit go. And then the headline comes across of the next thing that my memo already feels stale. But I think communicating, we just did a communication to our board. What we say today is our message could change as early as tomorrow. And I think if you put that wrapper around everything you talk about- Maybe that's my
0: new opening sentence. (laughs) disclaimer, everything I say today could change tomorrow. And it doesn't make me incompetent. This is just quantum leap technology and possibility.
1: Well, and your statement shows that you're competent, which then brings confidence. So if somebody reads your memo and then references it in their own dialogue and they feel like, Oh, you misadvised me because I told somebody something that was stale. In fact, you've told them that whatever we're doing today has a very, very short shelf life by definition.
0: That's uh, masterful storytelling. Like, I don't know, but I know right now. (laughs) And then you bring them on that journey. So you said something on the panel. I thought that was really astute talking about this learning phase, kind of phase one before the emotion phase and then being kind of ready when it comes to your technologies. Are you ready to run with it or are you going to have to crawl or just lie in the fetal position? Cause you didn't learn and prepare emotions and or prepare the emotions of stakeholders back to learning. You talked about start with going around to your current technologies. Presumably we all have a few SaaS technologies, software as a service licensed in our tech stack and understand what they're doing. Say more about that. So
1: this is a change at a, Degree that they're it's the fourth industrial revolution. It could be the greatest change in you of this generation. All of these things that you're hearing, so that is triggering a different emotion. The more you can normalize the change and take away the fear, everything else becomes exponentially easier. And every time I do that, it helps me. So I don't mean to suggest this is about everybody else. This is as much about me. And then it also to your point about how do you do your regular job when this feels over it emotionally, and I think also practically starts to narrow the scope. I have a plan. I'm already doing this. I have started. I just, I have a plan. I'm already doing this. I have started. That takes the pressure down and then it allows you to learn from trusted partners. So if it's your Microsoft group about how you're using Teams Premium or your contract lifecycle management or your e-discovery provider, as I walked off the panel, one of our friends came up to me and said, how are you staying abreast of all this? We're here because we get to be around the best and brightest. Ask those teams, what are they seeing? And maybe that's the regular cadence that you have, a standing call with your existing providers who are already doing this. 15 minutes. What are three things that I should know this month that I didn't know last month? Going back to, I could be stale.
0: I've learned an incredible amount. I had one of my vendors." The regular call, what are we doing with respect to GPT? They they showed me the roadmap. They brought in a principal engineer from Microsoft who's now on their board. And not only was he there, he's there advising them, but he taught me a few things and just his language. He helped me get language around the myth that you can just take some contracts or forms or templates And throw them at a language model and then get back a first draft. Like, sure, technologically, you can get something back, but can it be used in an enterprise setting? And he helped me learn how to delineate kind of like a Google consumer search that works so well. But a Google search in an enterprise does not work at all. We all fail to implement that. And it's similar for this. You're nodding. You're deeply I'm not, agreeing. I, and,
1: I, and I'm thinking if yeah. people could see me, I have a furrowed brow. So I'm impressed at how quickly since November to within a year, we as a community are sophisticated on what generative AI means. I think the next knowledge gap that we have to fill yeah. is truly understanding what an LLM means, what it means to have your own and that's this next hype phase where I think people have angst. Should I be building one? Do I have the right information? And there's a perception that you flip a switch. So what problem does it solve and what's the lift to do it? And it permeates everything, your data strategy, your buy versus build. And again, your competence and confidence.
0: There's no switch flipping with an LLM. And there's no
1: switch flipping at what we do at scale. No. Hard stop.
0: Yeah. Hard right. stop. Somewhere on a podcast yesterday, I said, I'm taking the 10-year route to get from zero to advanced or foundational to advanced with the legal group because there are no shortcuts. People need time. Tech needs time to go in and settle. And tech is changing as we're implementing.
1: And I think I've been superficial in some of my answers to your questions, Jen, because I've been answering about tech. What is clock all about? But it's the people and process and you have to have that in place, which is why we're talking about the training, why we're talking about the socialization. Yes. So even if the technology was a flip switch, which it's not, the other things you have to have the time to build.
0: How do you do that at Oric? What is the training and the people piece look like?
1: We invested in a company called Alta Claro, which is a company focused on enhancing the way that we train lawyers. And it's interactive and it's feedback based. And as soon as we started thinking about this last November, we went to Altaclera and we said, we need to do prompt engineering training for our lawyers. It is prompt engineering training, but it's really getting your hands on this technology in a safe place where you're learning about the technology, but also the skill to use it. And again, the more that you work with something, the less intimidating it becomes. So our focus is fluency. And this is one component of that while we're testing. And we have small groups who are testing both to understand the technology, but as Mike and others raised in our drive to each be a futurist, once you see it and you're not afraid of it, then you can imagine the use cases. And that's the exciting piece. So to where you started, which I don't want to agree with you because I like our contrarian approach here, but it's early. And so before you can be implementing it in your practice everywhere, start thinking about where it will go in the future and be ready.
0: I love that. And shout out to your partner who specializes in this. And I love that you guys partner with a specialist in this, that you're not trying to invent it yourself.
1: Well, and Alta Clara will only succeed if law departments and law firms also purchase their training. And this is the piece where we are competitors in some places, but we are not and others. We need these providers to have a market share to be able to service all of us. And we have common problems.
0: I love that. Wendy, switching gears a bit, something that's been on my mind. I'm ready. At clock, our membership from law firms, is it dwindling or maybe it's not dwindling. We have over 6,000 members globally today, but I noticed in Vegas, not a lot of law firms compared to a year prior on the vendor floor. Oric, thank you for your sponsorship. You guys are there. You're there. You're there. You're always there just behind us. Great presence. What can we do better to have this very important part of the ecosystem in the mix more with us? I love law firms. I don't care about the billable hour. Do what you need to do. It's capitalism. I want more of the law firms in the mix so that our members, people like me, in house folks, can see the dynamic range of services and tech and partnership you guys have to offer.
1: So I'm going to answer the question differently because I'm a contrarian. contrarian. Yes. So Andy Perlman is speaking today. He's extraordinary. We all do better at our jobs when we are working towards purpose. And in this ecosystem, at least for the vendors and the law firms and on the ops team, I really actually, and the ops team within the law department, we should be one single virtual team the provider, the ops person, and all the law firms that are supporting Netflix. That's a shift. I think many firms and many vendors are moving that direction. But if I am the purchaser, you should all be one team on the field. I don't care where you came from. I don't care what college you came from. I don't care where you're You're sitting. You're the professional team. Now you're on, I'm not good at sports things, but we'll say X team. That's the best of clock. That's the best of the vendor floor. If I'm really vetting a technology, I'm not doing it on the vendor floor. But if I'm working around my community, and I'm understanding the common purpose and learning how you support clients. That conversation is so powerful. And the other thing, going back to being in Europe and talking to people, that I more and more appreciate at events like this. Of course, it's the content and thank you for having me on the panel, but it's making a time and place for us to talk to each other. That is so powerful. And that's what we're really spending to do.
0: So we have to take a one team approach to... Things like the vendor floor or what someone said on a panel with me the other day, they called it the petting zoo, which I <laughs> i think we should rename the vendor floor to the petting zoo because it's so funny, LOL. But yeah, I'm thinking like, how do I do that? My grassroots response to that is I need as Jen on the board and a in-house practitioner, I need to tap my favorite partner who's at a law firm, my favorite law firm who provides legal services and stitch them in and engage, drive our combos to go, hey, can you come represent or be a part of the bigger happening at an industry event? Am I on the right track?
1: I think both the clock board, but also Oric is a supporter of clock and a participant on the vendor floor. What is the value of being on the floor? What are we each trying to accomplish as we walk through? Because what you often see, and it's not a value lost. I remember our last two because we've had a booth Some of the best connections we made were with the people at the adjacent booths. That's not how you define your value when you're doing your sales budget to be there. But we need a a tighter definition of what do you gain by participating on the floor? And as a, a person who's walking through, what should I be trying
0: to accomplish? So maybe in addition to that, we work on the value prop of what the floor is about and make sure as an org, we address that for firms as well to, to make that business case to come.
1: Because clock at its core has always been elevating all of us. Yeah. And so how are we as this, and what you've done now was created a broader clock community. How together are we elevating each other? And then how are we using that vendor floor to do that? It's not simply a sales floor.
0: No, it's not a sales floor or a swag convention. No, but the swag helps. (laughs) Put a cute animal on your swag table, explode in popularity I just know two CGI's ago, 2022, I walked the vendor floor. There were more law firms and I went to them and said, tell me how we can partner together. And I put a microphone in their face mm-hmm. and I was blown away by the tech stack, the tech partnership, the offering. It was almost anything I needed from process to people training, to technology licensing and not to make law firms just tech partners and there's your value prop on the floor, but that's one path I can think of.
1: And it may be also articulating back to the law firm. What are the three top questions that clock participants want to answer? Because we have many different stories to tell. It can be our tech stack. It can be how we collaborate with operations. Yeah. It can be what are our practice groups. It can be where do we have offices. And what are we really trying to talk about as an organization in that moment?
0: Yeah. Yeah. These are really good tips. Thank you. I'm going to transcribe and take back to the board because this is deeply on my mind and sure. CLM has been a huge contract lifecycle management, huge topic of the last few years as we figured that out, but that's not the only story here.
1: No. And I think that actually minimizes the contribution of operations. And you see that in a lot of events that there's a heavy conversation there, but at its best, the conversation about what is the strategy of operations how does that align with the general counsel's vision and how does that align to your ceo that's where
0: we all need to start that's the bigger broader mm-hmm. value prop of it all and we've just been swimming in a sea of clm <laughs> as that hype curve has rounded that peak and is probably going to level off in the well, next well
1: it's a universal challenge yes. and it's one that you can solve it's yes. not quite so abstract so i understand why but having a combination of both
0: Combo of both. You have stirred my thinking and I'm so proud of us for leaving the gen AI topic.
1: Well done. And I, people can't see, but you're waking up.
0: Uh, am I waking up? You're like, up?
1: you're, I can see the energy. Yeah. Jet
0: lag is passing. It's passing. And I'm going to ask someone to bring me espresso shots after this. So by the end <laughs> of these, this two hour run of podcasting, I'm completely off the wall and saying the most contrary and borderline inappropriate things.
1: That'll keep the audience interested.
0: Yes. We got to keep you guys engaged, but thank you for coming today, for coming to London, for Oric sponsorship, for your thoughts and wisdom galore. Wendy Butler-Curtis. Thank you for having me. That about wraps up this episode. Thank you, Wendy, for coming on the podcast to share your thoughts. Catch this and other episodes of Clock Talk wherever you listen to podcasts. Thanks for listening. Until next time.